Portia, we are just two pearls. Join us for adventures in pearls. A reflection reading by me, Portia Dallas. I've had to learn to love who I am. Some moments are harder than others. Loving my smile, my voice, my style, my sensitivity, loving me has been the greatest choice of life. Thus ends the reading. Amen. Amen. Jamie, you know why I shared that? Why'd you share that, Portia? Because it's a very special day. What day is it? It's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I am 27 years old. Glory be to the Father. Oh, amen. I just had to share a reflection from myself. It's my birthday, y'all. Amen. Cool. Happy birthday. Thank you, Jamie. What's the plan? Well, I'm here, one in the studio with you. And then I think we're probably going to have dinner, maybe. I don't know. I got some stuff to do at the church. So I'm going to have to celebrate after, like over the weekend or something. Maybe not today. But that's okay. Okay. Cool. You a know. weekend celebration. Yeah. Make we'll sure make I'm invited. Work. Of course. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll wear, um, I can't promise to wear an African print, but I can wear lace. Mm hmm. I could probably even put some leather in there. There you go. I might be able to do some leather and lace. There for you. you go. I did all African last year for my birthday, so I don't know um, what my outfits will entail this year. So you know, I like to have more than one celebration. Right. So. Leather and lace and um, sky high pumps. I think I can make all of that happen yes. for you. Yes. I can make all just for you. Amen. <laughs> in no way to liberate myself. All for you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, Jamie, outside of my birthday, Mm -hmm. do you have an adventure you would like to share with us today? I'm sure. I want to share about one of the joys of ministry as a millennial, Um, which is when people invite us to teach or preach in their congregations or ministry settings, and they allow us to kind of act like ourselves. Uh huh. Which I feel like doesn't always happen. Sometimes we're invited and we're expected to kind of do what everyone else does. Yeah. So, um, Reverend Shelley Best is I'm um, both the president and CEO of the Two Three Four, which is where we record. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, I think, in the end of November, became the pastor of Redeemer's AME Zion Church, which is located in Plainville, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. There's more there than the name might suggest. <laughs> um, anyway, during the first week in January, um, she was having a spiritual emphasis week at the church um, and invited me to be uh, one of the speakers um, on the third evening of the program. Um, and so at first we had a little bit of um, disagreement mm-hmm. because I guess everyone who had come, everyone else who was coming, um, they were going to do their teaching or whatever, from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen, she had been posting some stuff on Facebook Live, so I had seen her people in the pulpit. Yeah. I didn't intend to teach from the pulpit. I um, I, I have these flip charts that I bring whenever Ooh. I'm teaching. I'm um, Sharpies in different colors. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like to interact with the people. I like to be among them. Like, that's just the way that I like do it. Yeah. And so she was like, well, everybody else has been in the pulpit. But meanwhile, she had been on her social media being like, oh, I have this millennial minister coming. Isn't that great? (laughs) And so I was like, listen, I'm you say that you invited me because you wanted a millennial voice. And um, so, no, I don't intend to be in the pulpit. <laughs> I mean, so she went to know. the church and she was like, choir members, when it's time for the teaching, you're going to have to come down. We have this millennial here. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, the millennials, they don't like to be in pulpits. Like, whatever, which is like not true. It's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, um, a lot of millennials thirsty for the, the pulpit. pulpit. <laughs> I'm... But anyway, they were very cooperative. It was a really great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like we were able to relate to each other well. And um, it was a great experience, a learning experience for me. And I hope also for that congregation as well. Um, and so I just really want to honor um, the non-millennial preachers, pastors, leaders who, first of all, invite millennials to come mm-hmm. participate in the work that they are doing, um, but also who give us the space to do what feels right to us. And sometimes I think as millennials, we kind of have to like push back. Like I have to do it that way because everybody else did it that way. Mm. <laughs> Didn't you invite me? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we have to do a little bit of fighting, but I think it's worth the fight, especially with those who will allow us that space to kind of grow into who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that was a fun experience. Um, which leads me kind of into our topic mm-hmm. for Portia's birthday, Yay! which is purpose. Purpose. Um, which is a word that I've been grappling with, I feel like, since I was 17 years old. Like, what is purpose? How do you define purpose? You know, purpose is such a loaded word, Jamie. And I think the more and more I live life, it's becoming more clear. Um, and, and since it's my birthday, uh, one of the things I actually like to do on my birthday in particular, um, something I did this morning was wake up and think about where am I? Mm -hmm. What am I doing now? Where am I trying to go? But also being grateful for where I've been. Mm -hmm. So with the piece of gratitude, I also have to meditate and wonder, okay, God, what are you calling me to do now? What are you calling me to do next? Or where, how am I seeing my purpose? So I think purpose is, if I were to define it, it's the thing that God has created us for. It's the intention that God has created us for or the thing that God is asking us to do. So I think whatever that is for you is your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're created for purpose. I think we're created on purpose. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what it looks like to, if everybody in the world lived their lives on purpose, I wonder mm. how much different our world would be. Mm -hmm. I'm better I think it's so hard though Mm -hmm. it's so much easier just to kind of just do whatever the thing is just go to work every day just you know if you're a student just go to school every day and not to kind of question and not only long for something more Mm -hmm. but actually go pursue that thing because Mm -hmm. it usually isn't it, it isn't easy I'm because you know the way of the world is that like if you're a bus driver you drive bus if you are a student, you go to school. If mm-hmm. you are a podcaster, you record podcasts. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, there's, there's, you know, it's like, you're right. The world would be a better place if everyone did that deeper longing of their heart. But it's so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I almost feel like in our society, we capitalize on people not living on purpose. 
Mm. You know, like what does happen if the bus drivers suddenly say like, but this isn't my purpose. Or if, you know, uh, school superintendents suddenly say, this is just a just a job. This isn't my purpose. Like what happens if those people who we almost take for granted start saying like, no, I'm going to live according to my purpose. Well, you know, I think that's interesting because most of my family has been like blue collar workers, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like a part of the first generation of college students. But if I were to ask them, like my grandparents or my mother or my father, if I ever thought what their work is, if they ever felt like they didn't live to their purpose or to their call, they'll probably say, yeah, I am living what God has called me to do. It may not be to be an executive. It may not to be, um, you know, a superstar, but God has called me to this work to be in a convalescent home or God has called me to work with the disabled or God did call me to work. I think of other jobs my family members have done, but like they felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And they found that work to be fulfilling, even though it may not be the highest paid, but all of the interactions and the people that they've met along the way, they've been fulfilled, like in terms of just like the relationships that they've built or um, the people that they've helped along the way. And so some of the most, the best stories that I remember growing up is with my parents just telling me how some of their clients or some of the residents in the nursing homes mm-hmm. have really like blessed them or touched them mm-hmm. or how they've been able to like minister to someone else because of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think purpose is whatever people's person. So sometimes purpose could be like it is your call or it is what you're intended to do is mm-hmm. this work. And I think they're the people who have the heart for it and who are gifted in that capacity. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing it. Um, but then there are people who are doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm just doing it because it's a job mm-hmm. or I'm doing it because I don't know what I'm called to do. or I'm just doing it because it's paying their rent. I don't think that that's a good thing. I think you need to find out what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What is the Lord calling you to do mm-hmm. and go do that? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> because unless you until you live into that, you're going to be miserable right. um, or you'll be sad or you'll be disappointed. And it's right. just like follow that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, by no means do I think everyone's purpose has to do with a bank account yeah. like at all. I'm um, the only reason why, you know, because in, in, and it is true. There are some people I'm um, I think I heard this on like This American Life or a podcast like that where there was a guy who literally his entire career, he was a bus driver and he changed so many lives mm-hmm. through that particular job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also changed the lives of his fellow bus drivers, right? Mm-hmm. Like made them feel like, okay, this is renewed purpose, right? Um, but then there are so many people and, it, and it's, it's not, and that's why I bring up like a school superintendent, like those sorts of jobs because so many people mm-hmm. just do a job, right? right? They might be making lots of money. That's not really the point. Um, but it's just a job to them. Right. It's not, not what they're called to do. Right. Like, you know, even... Uh, top-notch basketball players, for example, or, you know, athletes, something that they were whatever, good at, but not because, because they just so purpose. happen to be the best basketball player right. at every level. And so now they're in the NBA, but that's not giving them any fulfillment. Right. Um, it's not what they were created to do. And so, and this is where it gets complicated because it's like, so like literally athletically, you are the best basketball player ever. Like, you know, you have the height, you have the speed, whatever. And then you're like, but that's not my purpose, even though God created me with all of the physical attributes, with yeah. all of the discipline to be able to do this at the highest level. Yeah, that's not my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so then the question becomes, well, then what is your purpose? Oh, I got you. 
Yeah. It's like, well, what is it? Well, I think you need to go on a eat, pray, love and find it. You know, we're not necessarily literally an eat, pray, love, but it's a journey. Like in finding purpose and understanding it is it's intentional work. And I think sometimes we miss that. It's just like we just think we're going to wake up and just know. No, um, it's an it's an intentional self-seeking journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still striving to find out what is my quote unquote purpose, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that my purpose in life is to be a, a bearer of the light of Jesus Christ. Like yeah. whatever I do in terms of like vocation, mm-hmm. I think my purpose in life is to is to do just that. Mm-hmm. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to be the light to be the bearer of it. Like, I think that is my purpose in life and what I'm called to do. So whatever I'm doing, that's it. But it, it's not always that easy for people. Right. Um, and so I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder sometimes. And would the world be a better place? Absolutely. Because <laughs> then people will be doing, they'll be fueled by something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. And they'll be fueled with the passion that would bring them an immense amount of joy. Um, not to say that it won't be hardships in living into your purpose, but it will also still be something fulfilling about it. So mm-hmm. people who just go to a job because it's paying the bills, that's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's keeping the lights on. But I mean, outside of that, like, that's not fulfilling. And so it will always be a hole somewhere until you find it. Yeah. Um, so one uh, verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven always has, like, stuck with me on my journey and uh, like I said, since I was about 17 years old, um, which says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans mm-hmm. to give you hope and a future. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've been kind of grappling with that text since I was about 17, trying to figure out, okay, so like, what does that mean? Oh, like, you Jeremiah. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's the prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> Poor Jeremiah. I mean, in the, in the greater context of the scripture, that I, I say poor Jeremiah, but right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing is I'm like a prayer that I've been trying to pray in 2017 is I'm um, just God, make me humble enough that I always consult with you first. I'm mm, um, and so my so yes, of course, God knows the plans that God has for me because God created me right. you know um and uh we used to talk about this in ethics when we were in divinity school <laughs> um but the telos of a thing oh, right yeah the purpose for which it was created only the creator can know right yeah. it's like yeah um, we're sitting in chairs right now to record but i could use this chair for any purpose like i can stand on it i can like use it as a weapon like there's all sorts of things i can do with the chair like i talked to the kids at church about this like there's all sorts of things that we can do with a chair all sorts of things that we can do with a chair. Because a chair is just a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was only one purpose for right. which the chair was created. And it's best used for that purpose. For that purpose. Yeah. Even though we can use it in other ways. Right. right? And so that's, that's right. So that's the way that I, you know, think about my own life. Yeah. I can use my body, my mind, my intellect in a myriad of different ways. Right. right? But the question is, how was I created to be used by my creator, who, of course, knows the plans that are for me? And those are the only things that I will really find true passion and fulfillment and energy and enthusiasm in doing those things. And it's draining to do like pretty much anything else. Right. Because yeah. it's like that. That's great. I can do those things. Yeah. But I wasn't 
created for those things. Right. Um, and so uh, was a time in your life that you felt like you were particularly clear about your purpose? Oh, that's a good one. Um, a time in my life where I was particularly clear. I think I think there are several moments, but it's one particular thing, but the but they're moments. It's when I'm preaching. Um when I'm preaching and when I'm praying with people, mm-hmm. those are the moments where I'm just like, yeah, like I, I know this to be a thing. Um, and I know this to be real to me. It, it's in those moments. Cause I, I think it's when I'm engaging with people, but yet also still having this connectedness to the divine. And that's such a great place like to be in. It, it sounds yeah. so, it may sound so strange to somebody, but like <laughs> to be like, it feels like being a bridge like to connect the people and God at the same time, even though the people have their own um, power to have this connectedness to the Lord. Cause I mean, you know, Jesus came toward the veil and all that good stuff. So, you know, um, I don't have to go into Bible school to, to tell y'all that one, but you know, the, but the, what I'm saying is to feel like you're in the, the, in the intercessory space, like interceding with the people and then the Lord and just like being at the same place in the same time, being both in the natural in the spiritual realm, it's like deep for me. Mm-hmm. So that to me, like when I'm praying with people and when I am preaching, those two divine moments are just like coming together. It's just like, man, it's just like, yeah. It's like, and for this is why I'm, I'm here. Right. Um, and, and for this reason, to help the people, to mm-hmm. pray for people, but to also proclaim the good news, mm-hmm. um, even if it's not always so good, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's just something that happens in the moment. It's just, it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes Portia one of the best young pastors you'll ever meet. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm, for me, the time when I felt most clear on my purpose, I keep going back to being like 17, but I was about 16, like I was in that time frame. And I, I think I, if, uh, I don't know how many like, teenage listeners we have but I think those teenage years Mm -hmm. are really to be enjoyed and cherished and it's like there are so many times now I'm where I look back and I'm like first of all I wish I had enjoyed 16 more and like I almost wish that I could go back there Mm -hmm. I'm just because I'm you know it's really that that there's this complete freedom, like, right, like, there's the structure of, like, I have to go to high school and, like, that sort of thing. But there's also this complete freedom where, like, literally the entire world is before you. Yeah. And you can, you can, you know, it's like choose your own adventure. Like, there's so many different ways that you can go in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I had, like, such particular clarity, especially in my late teens regarding purpose, um, which, of course, impacted where I went to college. But it also was a time in which um, I realized that I was called to ministry, that I was called to have a particular type of interaction um, with uh, like places like New Haven, which mm-hmm. New Haven is such a, um, for those who haven't been there, it's such a complicated um, city. And I didn't know that at the time when like, <laughs> I, I, like I, even before um, I knew where I wanted to go to college, it was like the Holy Spirit had already planted in me to come to Yale Divinity School for mm-hmm. graduate school. And That's so interesting because I feel like I knew that before I even went to college too, which right. is so strange. Right. But yeah, keep going. But the reason why the Holy Spirit planted me in that was not so much like you're the pastor. Um, and that's <laughs> great. But it wasn't so much about the pastoring piece of it, although I was called to ministry. Right. Um, 
It was more about your call to this particular city in that particular season in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I understand a little bit better with time what that means. Yeah. But there's a per- certain particularity um, for those who don't know New Haven where it's like the best of times and the worst of times in New Haven. It's like there's this extreme wealth that's connected to Yale University and the entire like enterprise that comes with that. Mm-hmm. But there's also such extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for me, it's like I stand at like a middle ground between those two places. Like I was I was raised by parents who went from poor to like solidly middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I approach it with the blackness. I approach it with the um, lens of a woman, obviously. And so it's like I stand at um, like, you know, particularly for me, you know, I've worked primarily in like white progressive congregations. And those are the communities that I particularly end up spending my time around. But it's like I stand in that gap between like um, the black urbanity that they don't understand. Right. But like somehow want to understand in their own way. Um, And between like the like white intellectualism that they do understand, but need to also understand differently. And I think that's part of why I was called to New Haven, because that city exactly represents that conundrum being at that crossroads between like white elitism and like black and brown poverty. It's exactly at those crossroads. And it forces you, if you're open to it, to confront um, America, because that's what America looks like. That is so interesting. Wow. Like that, like this whole conversation is like mind blowing. Um, <laughs> and, it, and, and unless like you like know exactly what Jamie and I are speaking of, and I think you were giving awesome context of like the city of New Haven. And I think in terms of New Haven being a center and a place of purpose for each of us, as you were saying how the racial and intellectual divide in the city. And I'm thinking even in terms of the spiritual, like the birth of like American Christianity and like mm-hmm. what it means to be in New Haven in terms of like the Great Awakening and all of that. Like right. and this spiritual, intellectual piece and mm-hmm. spiritual engagement. Like it's just like wow, like that is like so deep. Um and how New Haven is like all these things intersect in this one place. Yeah. Um and yeah. that's Between, amazing. Right. The yeah. past, where we've been and where we are yeah, and hopefully where we're going, where we're going. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's like, wow. <laughs> that, that is a wow. Um, so yeah, Jamie, you feel like you're living and cultivating the pearly purpose of your life in this season. Um, that's the goal of 2017. That's the goal yeah. of always. Um, but it's been, I guess, 10 years since I was 17 and having some of these experiences where I was wondering about purpose and that sort of thing. Um, it's been 10 years. It's Bruce's birthday. Um, <laughs> since, you know, we were kind of cultivating and asking these questions and wondering where our lives were going to go. And yeah. it's so crazy to me to think like that was a decade ago that I was having a lot of those like inner yeah. conversations, uh, with myself about like, what is my life going to look like? Um, and with it being 10 years since that's happened, I'm, I spend every day trying mm-hmm. to wake up in the morning and, um, you know, cause this is a daily thing. So yes, you know, we can live lives filled with purpose, but it's also a daily thing to commit every day mm, to, yeah. um, you know, almost asking God, like, what's your purpose for me today? Like, I yeah. understand the general, the overarching life purpose, but what is it that you want for me today? And almost to allow my life to potentially my life, my day, not my life my day to potentially go off script that day mm. based on what God is moving me to do 
on that particular day to kind of have yeah. an adventure with God. <laughs> That's good. Um, so I don't... Uh, I struggle still so much with this conversation has actually been revelatory talking about, you know, because I've been trying, I've been racking my mind for like at least six months now trying to figure out like, what was the purpose of the New Haven thing? You know, because both of us, we could have gone to divinity school or seminary in other places. Yeah. So I've been just been wondering and, you know, and then I went back for that other degree and it's like, I still was never (laughs) able to like figure out like, Mm -hmm. what was the purpose of the New Haven thing? And like, this conversation has actually been super revelatory because um, you know, like I know people like you who um are just so clearly pastoral, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, so you're so connected with like the, like you, I mean, you said it yourself, you're so connected with the spiritual side of New Haven, mm-hmm. Um, you know, preaching, evangelism, teaching, like all of that. And um, I didn't necessarily like, that's not, that's not me, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. um, I definitely care about the historical part of that, but I'm not the, you know, you understand. Yeah. I'm, um, but yeah, it's like I'm even trying to map back the things that I've done in the past um, that I know God had called me to do and figuring out, okay, God, like, where were you in this journey? And that mm. almost helps me to move forward, like figuring out, like, just seeing the places where God took my hand along the journey yeah. and moved me forward. It's like, okay, well, God, I guess tomorrow when I wake up, I'll just do what you tell me to do. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So what about you? Do you feel like you're cultivating your pearly purpose on your birthday? You know, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out, you know, each day. As you said, you just shared something so important. Like when you're like, I need to figure out my purpose for this day. And thinking that today being my birthday, God, how did, why did you create me? Or how did you create me? Or why? And like just thinking through all of that, like what is my purpose for today? Like not just. March 24th every year, but this particular day Mm -hmm. that I get to wake up and see like this day, um, what are you calling me to do? And, um, or what is the purpose of it? So that to me is like, I, you give me something to think through for the next year. (laughs) Um, like to think about and living each day intentionally, um, to, to think about that, like, God, what is the purpose of this day? Cause I always think of things in big picture. Right. Um, but this is giving me a, an opportunity to think through the details. So um, do I think I'm living in my purpose? And for this season in my millennial year, my millennial years, I'll always be a millennial because that's my generation. <laughs> but in my 20 something years, yeah, as a woman who is living unapologetically in mm-hmm. an urban context in, you know, girl from the hood um, and, you know, doing this podcast with you, having the blog and you know, just all the other things I've got going on. I think it it does. It shows me. Yeah, you're living in it. You're you're living in it more and you're cultivating the purpose in your life each day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, Portia. Thank you. This episode was produced by our producer, Dan Warren. Keep up with our adventures on iTunes, SoundCloud or on our website, JustTwoPearls.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at just 2 pearls Email us at adventures at JustTwoPearls.com. We are a production of the 224 Ecospace. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.